0: Hello and welcome back to Off the Water, the podcast brought to you from the National Governing Body of Voting, RYE Scotland. We're really pleased to welcome Laura Cowan to the pod this week as our new RDO for the West of Scotland. Welcome, Laura.
1: Hi, folks. Lovely to be here as part of such a fun and welcoming team. I think I'm uh, gradually getting to know everybody, bit but, but uh, I'm not entirely new to sailing. But when i started the sport it was really natural for me to want to merge it with uh, my other passion in my life which is to support people with sensory impairment and those who are impacted by disability to be fully included in every aspect of their life be that education sport and in their communities
0: wow yeah in the last podcast we caught up with the visually impaired sailing association and the inspirational activity they did afloat and shared some of the stories of the participants and heard about the positive impact the experience had had on them, despite their visual impairments. It was a sensory treat getting afloat. Such examples demonstrate how inclusive and accessible activities afloat can be. In this episode, we hope to explore this some more with a bit of competition thrown in. Laura, before you started with RY Scotland, you were involved with aspects around sailability at Presswick Sailing Club. Can you tell me a bit about your time at Presswick?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, I completed my master's degree in communication and deaf blindness and was driven to achieve that by my involvement with a young man who has Usher syndrome at my sailing club and who, with collaboration from RYE Sailability and the RYE Performance Team, was a competitor in the Paris Sports Games in Italy in 2017. His interest in competitive sailing sparked my interest in researching more about how we could create a better opportunity for disabled people to be involved in competitive sailing if that was their choice. So I told this story as part of my master's uh, dissertation.
0: Wow, that's really quite inspirational, Laura. Competition clearly created a goal to work towards and the driver is very similar for the young sailor Rory McKinna we'll be talking to this week. Rory has been across our social media and worked closely with clubs all over Scotland now to further his sailing and now Travels across Europe and has been back in competition since the restrictions of COVID have lifted. It's been inspirational to see some of the things he's doing and what his
1: goals are coming up. Do you ever, have you ever met uh, Rory, Laura? Yeah, yeah, I have. And you're right, yes, he's really inspirational. He sailed alongside um, the the young man that I um, carried my, my master's study out with. Um, in the Paris Sports in 2017. Um and so they they had uh, done a little bit of training together um up at uh, Lough Loch Lomond um and on Castle Semple. So yeah, no, really inspirational. Um you you can you can just see that competition runs right through Rory like a stalker rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well fantastic. Well let's hear it from this young ambassador for the competitive sailing. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you all enjoy it.
1: Yep,
0: really looking forward to hearing about this. Hi, Rory, how are you? Hi, Mark, I'm good, thank you. Uh, Thanks for coming to join the podcast today and get a little bit of a a chat around what you've been up to. Uh, It's been a funny couple of years, but you've uh, still managed to do an enormous amount of sailing. Can you tell us a little bit how you started in sailing?
2: So I started sailing at uh, Castle Semple, at Loch Activity Centre, Um, after trying out some rowing there actually and rowing was too much like hard work and uh, that's where I first saw the Hansa 303s out on the water and it was possibly the first sport that I ever saw and thought I want to try that Um, so that's where it all started and after doing my stage one and two there uh, I joined up with Clyde Cruising Club up at Birdowie and continued. So
0: it's wonderful and it's great to have the setups that you had both at Castle Semple and up at Bardow with the Clyde Cruising Club. Uh, I've seen you sailing there. Uh, You've got a fine boat, as I remember, a bright red uh, Hansa,
2: um, the Glasgow Bonnet. Can you tell us more about that, the boat itself? Yeah, so it was one of three boats bought by Clyde Cruising Club uh, a good few years before I appeared on the scene. And it was sponsored by Trades House. So the three boats are all named after different trades. So mine was the bonnet makers. There's also the cooper's, and I think the dyers are there as well. Fantastic! That's a, a good bit of Glasgow traditions. That boat effectively
0: has seen you pretty proud travelling around the country. How many regattas did you do in the the Glasgow bonnet? Oh goodness knows!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't put a number on it, but it's been it's been all over the place in Europe. Certainly. Um it's been to France and it's been to Austria. Uh aye, it's and Germany. It's been all over the place. Um, and maybe going uh, onto the continent again this year, hopefully. Yeah, those kind of boats to be able to use. And I guess that really enabled you initially to get afloat? Oh I definitely. You know, just having access to just having access to the equipment, you know, the boats and the uh, and then India the, our our road trailer that transports it around that came from David Hill over at Castle Sample. that was quite uh all oh, right just use it. it's fine we're not using it just now. um so yeah that has enabled me to go all over the place um and it's only in recent years that um competitions have started to you know more competitions have provided boats for you. um so the Glasgow bonnet isn't used as much now um certainly last year I don't I don't think it went anywhere other than Scotland. So when you've gone down to the Hansa UK Championships, do they provide boats at these? Yes. Yeah, so the last year during our um, UK Championships and our Traveller Series, um, the association has a, what we call the rig with six Hansa 303s on a trailer pulled by a van. And it was sent round to all the competitions last year and you pay your fiver and you get the boat for the day. Wow. Yeah, and considering how far down south some of those competitions are, that can shave, you know, two, three hours off your journey just by not having to tow a trailer. Uh, Uh, Well, that's amazing to know. And how many hands do we have in Scotland? Do you know? uh, I couldn't tell you exactly. Um, In terms of regular sailors, you know, certainly on the competitive scene, (laughs) there's me. (laughs) And I reckon... I reckon there are more people that go and use the Hanses um, just, uh, you know, for like having a wee bit of time on the water. Whether they know the opportunities are there or not to go racing, that is always a problem, so to say. But, you know, I I reckon there must be, there must be more out there somewhere. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, that's just a little bit about the boat and
0: what you started, and obviously you're still uh, involved in in doing a lot of sailing in the hands of class. How how many years now have you been competing in the hands of class?
2: I reckon it must be five or six years now. Okay. Uh, I have this I have this conversation with my parents every year um, when I'm writing letters to sponsors or whatever, and they and, and they want to know how many years you've been sailing, and every year I have to work it out again. <laughs> So five five or six have been sailing and competing. It's been great
0: sharing your journey and you obviously do a lot outside of sailing to make that happen.
2: Can you tell us about some of the stuff you do off the water? I suppose the the first thing is is that you just want you just need to be willing to travel certainly for the competitive side of things. You know, I am um, I quite enjoy driving about, so I'm happy to head down south um, just to compete but in terms of, like, um, stuff that I do to enable myself to sail, obviously I have to go looking for sponsorship now. You know, that's that's always interesting at the start of the year. And it's, it's great when you do get sponsorship and get support from people. Um, but in terms of...
0: I, I think... Uh... I've seen you basically go to clubs and I've eaten your fine eggs for example uh, or I have uh, seen you working hard just off Buchanan Street with uh, uh, a stall and Hyacinth at various times. I guess all these uh, aspects have really helped uh, and you, you've been quite quiet around it but actually it's a lot
2: of work you're putting in. Well -aha uh-huh, but there's a lot of eggs in going sailing you know that that's a lot of eggs to sell these things. <laughs> They probably don't contribute as much as you might think, but uh, yes, it all all helps, certainly. Yes, the the eggs have been a long-standing thing. The number of times I go to sailing competitions, nationals and so on, and the other sailors will be there going, did you bring eggs? Did you bring flowers? Did you bring this? Did you bring that? No, I'm here to sail. (laughs) But yes, as a matter of fact, I did bring eggs with me. That's all
0: part of it though, isn't it? It's uh,
2: Can you hear that rigging, by the way? Yep. You can I'll pause. I'll just leave it. Oh hang on, I better answer it. That was mum floating to make sure I was up. Uh, also she was also she was making sure I just fed some rice to the chickens. They don't grow eggs on their own. No, no. I've got I've got a broody head up there just now that's just hatched two chicks. I, I think that would be a a good moment just to uh, Oh, hail the mum!
0: I think even though you're twenty years old, she's still a mum. and, uh, yeah, she's enabled a lot of your sailing and uh, traveling about the place, uh, certainly when you were
2: younger. Give us a bit about your mum. Tell us about her. Well, I think uh, sailing is definitely one of those sports where parental involvement is essential, <laughs> certainly, certainly at the early stages until you can drive yourself. Yes driven me all over the place, all over the country, competed in, and it's always worked out quite well because um, she doesn't know about sailing and you know there's nothing I, I've I've always found you know from other sports that I've taken part in and she knows from um, teaching kids at pony club because she rides horses, you know she knows that there's nothing worse for a kid than when the parent starts to do the sport as well and starts to tell the kid what to do and it's their thing you know. So um yeah, it's always been it's always been quite good. She just steps aside once it gets into the technical stuff and, and it's it's always worked out quite well. That's cool. I suppose on the it's one an opportunity
0: just to kind of explore on it you, you've tried a lot of different sports uh, and you started to get a bit engaged in sailing and it really was that enablement that allowed you to kind of throw yourself into in your competitive nature as well you're in a competitive arena
2: you describe yourself as a disabled sailor yeah could you tell us a little bit about your disability Aye. well just i'm quite limited as to how far i can walk that's 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 the basics of it so you know, sailing the lights of the hands of 303, you're sitting down all the time. <laughs> you know, I couldn't do that athletic lunging from side to side in a boat. Um, you know, I can swim, so falling in wouldn't be a problem with any other class of boat safety isn't a problem, but it's just that you know, I I always I always perform better at things while I'm sitting down. <laughs> I like to think. Um, so yeah, the you know, there were there were a few other sports where that was the case, I suppose you can sit down. and um, oh, of course, you've got all your all your wheelchair sports as well, but there's something about sailing. It's quite um, I mean any anybody with a disability will tell you that sailing is quite liberating, so to say, because you've got the feeling of being able to go wherever. You know, it's kind of this it's kind of the same feeling as when ah uh, when someone learns to drive and suddenly they've got their car and they can go wherever they want. Well, you can obviously sail at a much much younger age legally. So, yeah, yeah, the, the sailing's had quite a, you know, it's, it's a brilliant disability sport in that respect.
0: No, uh, you're a great champion for that, Rory, there's no doubt about it. Um, and I'm wondering, uh, RYA sailability uh, obviously gets a, a big thrust on a UK level. Um, were you, was it uh, sailability itself with the clubs, at uh, Castle Semple and Cruising Club, that uh, sort of enticed you in, as it were? Did they have links at that point?
2: At, at first, it was just the availability of the boats. You know, I wasn't when I when I got into sailing. It wasn't about the competitive nature of things. Uh, I was always relatively uncompetitive <laughs> at a younger age, and I'm not sure if that's because a lot of the time, you know, I I didn't I didn't often win, so to say. You know, at a younger age, and therefore I don't I don't know if I just became uncompetitive. But when I started sailing, well, you know, the first competition I went to. Uh, Loth Lomond, I think I won every race, but I, but I, with the benefit of hindsight, I now know that's because I was lighter than everybody else and there was no wind. <laughs> but you know that 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 initial bit of success was probably what set me off, so to say, on the competitive scene, and then I've I've never looked back. But yes, so that that initial bit of success probably is what set me off, uh, and then I suppose I am competitive. I
0: don't know. <laughs> so what so on that side of things you are quite competitive there's no doubt there's a there's a success you're striving for all the time but what insp- you know who inspires you on that
2: um, i'm not really sure if i've ever had an inspiration i get asked this all the time who inspires you to do this who inspires you to do that i just i just do it because i quite enjoy it you know the, the there is to be when when i'm out racing there is little um change in heart rate so to say between casual sailing about and racing it's quite a it's quite a cool and calm environment until you get up behind someone and then the adrenaline sets in (laughs) but uh, yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say i have an inspiration for doing it i i simply do it because i enjoy it do you follow the sport at all wider sailing um you know, I follow the America's Cup certainly when that happened uh, last year. That was exciting. I would say one of the biggest problems, though, is that um, I wouldn't really know where to look, so to say. I, I I think about it down the visual route of like watching something on YouTube, like the America's Cup was on YouTube and, and that's, it, it popped up and that's how I knew. Apart from that, you know, I wouldn't know where to look. But you see, I've I've always been one more for taking part in sport as opposed to watching it. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely prefer to be on the the active end, so to say. And you certainly do that. And, you know, going back
0: to, you know, touching on some of the work you're doing with Scottish disability sport. Uh, you told me earlier you were at the West of Scotland Para Sport Festival at the weekend. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Because you're inspiring a lot of people into um Almost showing or demonstrating your sport, your boat, and, and taking it to them. You know,
2: yeah. Well, that, that well, I hope I am. That's why I'm there. <laughs> but yes, the uh, the SDS Para Sports Festivals. That that's a it's a whole series of events across the country, around all the different um, around all the different regions that they cover. It's it's quite simply they they rent out a big sports hall and uh, or a big sports centre and all the or as many disability sports as possible come along to demonstrate and lots a bunch of kids come along from schools or just with their parents and they try them out like yesterday I think there were I think there was 60 kids there yesterday and they were all trying in um, boccia wheelchair badminton um, judo all these sort of things wheelchair athletics I think wheelchair football was there as well disability swimming you know they they, they were all there and they, they always seem to have a really good day obviously, there's a limit as to how much I can demonstrate sailing. But I, I try I try to make it look as attractive as possible. I've got a stand that my father made for me, and uh, the boat sits on that and it keeps it nice and stable so that kids can climb in and out if they want. And they sit in the boat and they, they play with the steering, pull the ropes and I tell them how it works. And you know, it, it's just it's just sparking that initial interest. And it's almost just as if not more important to speak to the parents, as I said earlier, parental involvement is essential. Um, so, what's quite good about the para sports festivals is either the parents or teachers are there, the adults that will make it happen. Eventually, they're 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 milling around as well. So, I, I try to I try to snare them when possible and bring them over to the boat. Come and look at this. Here's a leaflet. Here's my targe.
0: I I hope that was steer them and not scare them.
2: (laughs) It was actually snare. (laughs) Snare. Yes, I I ambush them uh, while they're usually while they're sitting around while the kids are um, doing a different sport. Um, Say, well, you're waiting. You want to come and look at this boat? Yeah, yeah. It's quite successful. I hope. I hope. Hope well. When I first started doing it, that was at the end of 2019, start of 2020. So. We never really had a follow-up, but hopefully this year we're good. It is really inspirational
0: is showing and demonstrating what you're doing in the sport. Uh, where you know, where can I get involved if I wanted to in, in getting access to Hansa and going sailing? What what advice do you give? What's your snaring tactic? Where do you send them?
2: Well, what I, certainly for people around about the Glasgow area, which most of them were, um I tell them to Either go to um, Castle Semple, the activity centre, if they can get in there, although they're very busy these days. And if also um, go to um, Bardowie Clay Cruising Club, and um, because those are the two places that I know have hands and I know have people that can teach you how to sail in them. But I also I, I also sent people away with my email address and number yesterday. Um, in case they, in case they forgot, like where they were supposed to go, so to say, I can hopefully point them in the right direction. Uh, but those, those would be the, the two that I, I would always send people to here. But then that's, that's just for Hanses. You know there are um, challengers as well, the trimarans. They're dotted about the country, um, but I've never sailed one of those, so I'm not actually that familiar with where they are throughout the year. But there are, there are sailability groups elsewhere. You know. <laughs> it's just it's just trying to get us all linked up it was quite difficult you know we a lot of them a lot of them operate quite independently of each other and um, that's just the way things have worked out over the years so you know the you know I think we can do a lot to link them all together just so we we know where to send people
0: I think that's really good and that's why you know that uh, journey that you're also taking. I also took you into instructing. I believe you did, you were an assistant
2: instructor for a little while as well, as I recall, getting people into the boats. Yes, well, uh, well, I'm i uh, I'm a race instructor officially, and also an, an assistant instructor, but not a dinghy instructor, um, because when I when I started instructing, I was not fearful, but I was worried that I wouldn't be able to teach kids how to sail because they start out in oppies, toppers, picos, which I never sailed. It was always the Hansa 303 for me. Uh, so I was worried that, you know, I, I, I would struggle to, you know, teach them things. And I still struggle with the terminology of, you know, <laughs> things on a boat. And um, so I went straight for race instructor uh, and I was allowed to do that. There was a there was a, a program set up uh, down at Rutland for people with disabilities to come along and do and, and learn to be race instructors, because I, I felt that if once you're at the racing stage, all principles apply to all boats, yeah. so to say, um, and that, that that proved to be the case. It was quite fun to do the, the um, race instructing. But last year at Bardawi Summer School, um, we didn't have any racing classes, so I went on to teach stage, I think it was stage three and fours last year, or two and threes, um, and that was fine you know that, that was just fine yeah I, I i there was there was no problem teaching these kids to sail boats that i didn't have experience sailing and also you're always there with an experienced instructor and you know they know more than i do so you work together um so now i've got my now i've got an ai license as well so i can help out and but yeah that you know teaching teaching kids how to sail is brilliant it's it's, you know, it's quite a rewarding experience, so to say, when you get to the end of the week and you hand out those certificates um, and, you know, you you do get some great, enthusiastic sailors. Uh,
0: um, yeah, it, it is a, a really rewarding aspect is just introducing people to the sport and and seeing them catch that bug and taking it for, forward. Um, I guess, yeah, you touched on there's quite a lot of different classes of boats and, and maybe it touches on, you know, some of the future ambitions you might have. Uh, para sailing is not currently in the uh, Para Olympics, and there's a campaign around sail, sail for LA. I've seen you uh, uh, supporting vehemently, which is absolutely phenomenal uh, to get sailing reinstated into the Para Olympics. Uh, they've got different boats. Goodness, they've had uh, quite quite unusual boats over the time, which I, I don't know whether you've ever tried or. But what are your future ambitions?
2: Uh, in terms of boats, or, in, yeah. In, in terms of sailing, so I can keep that quite broad. Yeah, uh, well, crikey, if, if it gets back into the Paralympics, then uh, why not? <laughs> why not try it uh, if, if, if I were to qualify? But in terms of the boats at the moment, you know, um, sticking with the 303, definitely. Um, it is, the, it is a, now a world-class boat. It is the class that they're... Um, really pushing to get the numbers get people and and, and to be, i i believe it is the right move the hands of 303 is the most flexible the most um logistically <laughs> sensible option i i have always felt you know you can sail it with two people or one person you know you can put it on a tiny wee box trailer and off you go behind your car you know or, or two of them behind it on a box trailer uh, it is, as I have always felt, the most practical, and for that reason, I, I intend to stick with it for the foreseeable future. Also, uh, there aren't any other Hansa classes in Scotland, the 2.3, which is smaller, and the Liberty, which is bigger. Um, or, well, there's, there are 2.3s down in uh, Loch Ken. The Liberty is the faster of the class, Okay. Uh, but there aren't any up here. <laughs>
0: I was just thinking about the Challengers and that's one of the first boats I sailed when I was at Bardowie and we'd go and see if we could capsize a Challenger which of course you couldn't but anytime they put (sighs) the sticker on it and say uh, you can't capsize this there's a bunch of young kids we'd all try but anyway that's the way
2: it goes. The Challenger I mean it it comes down to personal preference doesn't it you know the Challenger is quite good for people that um want to sail by themselves but they don't want to do the sliding side to side thing like I do mm-hmm. when I'm in the hands of to to balance it because you're you're fixed in the middle um I, I actually I have never sailed a Challenger um but, but I do feel that at the moment uh 303s are where the opportunities are and and what other boats are there in parasailing oh well <laughs> well the ones that I the ones that I know of 2.4 Obviously, a very, very fast, sleek-looking boat. I've sailed them. Um, a lot of ropes going on. A lot of ropes in those. And then on top of that, there's the. Uh, no, no, I'm just thinking about it myself. I think it's no. a scud. It was, wasn't it? Uh, the, so, well, the scuds were yes, and there's now the RS Ventures. Ventures. As well, okay. um, you know, RS are doing quite a big push on those just now it's not again it's not a boat that I've sailed though and it's it's a two-person of course but again that size becomes um, a bit more logistically complicated so to say I have always admired the Hansa for its ease of getting it about setting it up anybody can do it. So at the
0: moment you're now at uni and you've uh, sent yourself off to the other side of the country to Dundee Uh, I believe, uh, yes, (laughs) the other week, you are now the uh, fleet racing champion for Scottish student
2: sport. Is that, was that, did I get that right? Yeah, uh, Scottish student sailing, Uh which is part of Scottish student sport, I believe. Um, Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the joys of the handicap system. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was, it was, It was, you know, it was a great day for sailing. You know, it was, it was brilliant. And that was the first time I'd actually like uh, sailed with the students on the Tay. It it was a great experience. Yeah, definitely. And it was, it was great to meet all these sailors from different places. And then, you know, there was, um, you know, they were from all different unis. Uh, There was a crew there and one of them was from America. The other was from Norway and the girl that was from Norway, she'd been coached by a Paralympian that sealed 2.4 so funny how things all link up um but yeah it was a it, it was a, a great experience and you know the students are all a very sociable bunch uh, and I won a bottle of wine which was great <laughs> I'll just need to start drinking alcohol now
0: yeah don't don't fall into that student trap yet
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got the or the hands I was up at um Royalty Yacht Club they uh, they they're, they're a good accommodating bunch. Obviously, there's no pontoons up there because you're on the tidal Tay, so, but we've got a good system set up. You know they've been they've been very patient, you could say, with helping me figure out what's the best way to get the hands a launched because obviously we need to get it out to a reasonable depth of water to drop that extremely heavy keel. <laughs> um, but we've got a good system going on. People, you know, they know how it works now, and it's it's all it's all good. But yeah, the you know, I, I really enjoy sailing up at Dundee. Very tidal, very tidal. <laughs> it is a, a new place to do it. I
0: and mean, we seem to have done quite a few wee things in the team. We had a, a group in the podcast from Aberdeen and Stonehaven that did a dinghy trail, as. A, sailing up the River Tay to Perth from Dundee that sounded quite cool and Dundee Sailing Club itself uh, really quite inspirational they set themselves up as a kind of cruising dinghy club and they go out to Carnoustie and do little trips along the coast there and yeah it gets into definitely more navigation and tide and and reading that side of things so definitely another another challenge so yeah final question what's your
2: plans for 2022 then Rory where are we going to see you? Oh Well uh, I was I, think I was working on this yesterday and all the plans that I had at the start of the year changed. <laughs> um yeah, uh, nothing nothing is for certain yet, um but I would certainly like to do a lot more on the continent this year. Uh, get back out there. All the usual stuff in Britain, Nationals, Traveler Trophy, multi-class regatta, all the British stuff, definitely want to be there. Um but I'd like to go to um France at some point certainly. They've got a great You know, they've got a great um, Hansa sailing community out there. They're really big on doubles, so sailing in pairs. Um, But I'd like to get out there. Uh, Maybe go to Holland. They're a great bunch as well. (laughs) They're all a great bunch. Um, Belgium. I'd only just found out about the the Belgian Sailability Group. They've got a a competition that's purely set up so that um, foreign sailors can come along and try it out. And uh, yeah, there's 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 so much that can be done. But you've made a lot of friends over in that neck of the woods in the continent, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I like to think so. You just talk. If if you talk to people, you know, you just you just end up making great contact. And you know, it has it has worked out for the better, you know. And so these are all, uh, yeah, these th- these are all great activities to kind of uh, head towards.
0: Titles, I noticed uh, I'm watching you just now in this uh, Zoom call and you've got basically the trophies behind you. Is that anything, was, that you've really was coincidence, on?
2: I can reassure you that. that I, I was, <laughs> The laptop was here and I had to rush in and set up the call. So, no, that's, that's purely coincidence. I'm not trying to show off. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's all good. But anything you've got your eye on? Oh, well, the, the um, hands of Europeans are next year. Um, Spain have put in a last minute bid and they've got it. Um, so that that should be fun, uh, you know. I, you know, second second in the hands of worlds last year. I'd like to do think I can do something similar in the Europeans. But where it is in uh, in Spain, uh, Port uh, Sherry, I believe it's called. Um, that's where the um, World Parasailing Championships were in 2019, and it was the best sailing I ever experienced there. It was brilliant. So if we can get that again for the hands of Europeans, then that would be ideal.
1: Um,
2: but yes, I'd like to I'd certainly like to be up there and the maybe aim for the top five. I won't be so bold as to say that I'm aiming for first, uh, but I'll aim for the top five, certainly.
0: No, we wish you all the very best for that, Rory. Listen, thanks very much for joining us today for a wee conversation, just to get a little bit under the surface of uh, all the adventures you've been having in sailing. Uh, It's been truly inspirational and I look forward to sharing this with uh, the boating community and uh, hopefully help you on your journey and also hopefully help more people to get involved in sailing and give you a lot more local competition as well.
2: Yeah, excellent, Mark. Thank you, it was my pleasure.
1: Fantastic to hear Rory's story. Thanks for sharing that. Um, It really is clear how competitive Rory is. Wow.
0: No, absolutely. With uh, the competitive goals that drive Rory and others, it seems really important to highlight that Parasports campaign to get sailing back into the Paralympics. Hashtag sail to LA. Please do seek that out and we'll have links in the show notes. Pop it in and show your support because uh, it really is uh, an area that drives a lot of the people who get into sailing and want to be competitive, like Rory, and to get some more people in the water to compete against him, and also to give that massive global goal to aim towards.
1: Yeah, so I mean, sailability whilst it's a great resource for learning how to sail, it's more than sailing. You know, it's building resilience, it's making new friends, it's learning new skills, it's it's being part of something bigger within boating. But um, with this new focus on the para sports hub. Um, and the hashtag SailTLA. It's great to to see that we're moving forward into a competitive side for sailing for people who are impacted by disabilities. So yeah, all great.
0: No, absolutely. Laura, you've clearly got a solid background in changing perceptions of what clubs and racing can do for young people and people with disabilities. Removing barriers to participation is clearly something you can help the clubs and centres you work with in your new role and it will no doubt encompass much more than that to the sport, opening doors to many. Thanks so much for coming along and joining us in the podcast today uh, and also for the chance to introduce you to the sailing community roundabout in Scotland. And, yeah, really wish you best to get back on this podcast and share some other stories from other areas that you're hearing about as you go along.
1: Yeah, thanks again for listening, folks. And hit the subscribe button and give us a little like or leave us a review.